welcome to the back feed for our special collaboration with the Heroes Who Tried podcast. Today, I am joined around the virtual table, virtual table again by Dan, Alex, and Meg, the D- Dungeon Master, and two heroes from that podcast. Uh, why don't you guys say hi? Hello. Hey. hey. How's it going? So we just wrapped up that one shot. Um, I apologize for all the rusts, or for all the rust, the ums, the sows, the everything, because I it's been like six weeks since I've done something like this, and I got rusty. <laughs> um, Must have been nice to get back to it, though. It was. It was. It was really hard to get everything re- prepared because my baby has been so like intermittent, like screaming, mm-hmm. and. Like I heard him like in the middle of that. I don't know if it got picked up on audio. I don't think so. No, nope, I didn't hear it one bit. Good. good. Um, I switched to a, a dynamic mic, so hopefully that's a very good choice. That's <laughs> yeah. I've recently made that uh, that jump, and I've been very happy about it. Yeah, I I love this damn thing. Originally, when we did the podcast, all of us had our own dynamic mics, and. Um, it was it was great like the audio quality was fantastic um problem was is that it kind of made everything a theater of the mind and i'm very much more of a battle map like mini kind of person i love battle Mm -hmm. maps and minis yeah personally as a personal preference i'm sorry uh, what no 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 no. that was it that was it uh yeah i i it's my personal preference too i love i love battle maps and minis um there is a picture actually on our facebook of um of the big recent big battle that i had let me see if i can find it and post it in the in the chat while i'm talking fuck off facebook i don't care about all your new introduction stupid shit go away uh where is it but anyway um what did you do? You get what did you guys think of my? I, I like know, it. I'm, oh, it's good. good. Yeah, it's fun. I, we never do I anything. I absolutely love the um, the idea of like every all the the deaths that were happening, but there was no obvious signs of intrusion. I was totally thinking that it was going to be like some sort of like it's like a weird parasite, like the town gets its water or something shipped from another source. My first and... thought was ghost. Uh, yeah, or like, I mean, kind you know, of, or like an elemental or something, but. Mm. See, um, I actually got it from, actually, now that it's over, I can send you guys the stat block. I modified it for this creature specifically, but just to show you what it is. I want. I think I know what creature it was. It's. I think it's from Morn Kane's, t- no, not Morn Kane's, uh, Volo's nope. monster guide? No? Is it that, that is weird, not... like, pot-bellied, like, the no, wait, no, that's in monsters. But... I was trying to figure it out. Like, it's, not like to a, like, it's like a really yeah. tall, slender. I think it was eight giant man. wolf spiders in a trench coat. It could have been. Hey, don't reveal me. Uh, no, this was actually. I'm not sure if you guys are how much third party content you're familiar with with uh, 5e, but this is actually from a uh, book called uh, Tome of Beasts, which is done by Cobalt Press. It's a third party oh. company. Okay, so I don't, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them or not, but uh, they are my favorite third-party company, um, and I have three of their four books as far as like monsters and stuff like that, um, which 
there's literally hundreds and hundreds of monsters in these books, and they're all fantastic like this. Uh, here. I finally got it to download. So here is... What the fuck? It didn't download. So here's a picture of the battle map that I was talking about that I just sent in the super secret. Um, okay. And I will... Oh. Try and get Ooh. this downloaded. Oh, you know what? I probably have it in my image gallery, don't I? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, uh, the only thing I ask with this uh, photo that I'm going to send is please ignore the water stains and the watermarks. I had a uh, hot water tank blow and my books were on the floor and a lot of them uh, were ruined. So now oh. a lot of them have like these weird crinkles. So this is called a shadow beast. Um, it Ooh. is a, yeah, it's very creepy. Huh. Uh, it is actually a fey creature. I didn't even realize that, but. I got the idea of because it's so close to Halloween. Um, I kind of took a little bit of inspiration from Freddy Krueger. So the ideas of like the what Only if you die dreams. in a dream, you die in a real life. So this oh, creature, okay. I modified into a dream demon that sucked the life out of people and was locked away, obviously, but somehow came back. Gengar, is that you? <laughs> Gengar, yeah, right. Essentially, I mean, it's essentially ghastly. But uh, I think, uh, was it Alex, did you ask me about the obelisk? Yeah, I was wondering, um, because the only reason why I ask is that it it, it sounded like something from my, my favorite part of the Tomb of Annihilation campaign, where there's an obelisk of a very similar description outside of the entrance to the tomb, where it's holding the soul or it's actually keeping bound a Nalfashne, which is like a CR 14 demon that only mm. players knock it over, which they would have to like think about wanting to knock it over. Does it actually release it? And it just, it was, I was drawing a lot of similarities to it, uh, but it's not so much in the crystal. I love that part because it's such a hidden detail that most party campaigns actually mm. are missing. So I was just curious if, if you got the inspiration from that at all. So, not initially, actually. Um, the vibe of Kalgoran and a lot of the inspiration for the continent comes from ancient Egypt and my uh, secret obsession with lost civilizations and, you know, all that all that mumbo jumbo. Um, so in ancient Egypt, there were obelisks, um, but not of that same caliber. I'm also a huge nerd when it comes to Magic the Gathering and their plane of Zendikar has things like that as well. The pyramid or the diamond shaped structure um and as far as having it locked in there i figured it was the way i kind of looked at it was like a uh kind of like a genie in a bottle kind of thing i do know what you're talking about with the tomb of annihilation i've heard about it but i never i didn't get inspiration directly from it but it's funny how the inspiration led me to basically the same idea uh, it's it's one of my personal favorites from from that campaign because also I just remember watching a, uh, a someone retell a story of them DMing it where mm -hmm. it was like for like a League of Legends or not like a, oh, what's that? It's like the official D&D. &D. Oh, Adventures League. Adventures League where it's like they're talking about the pre-planning before entering the tomb and it's like, okay, just let everyone know that this can happen and then a lot of the demons among themselves were like, well, our group's never going to do that. Like they would have to one, identify it just to see what's in it, then have a combined strength of, because the thing is that it doesn't take like a single 
strength check is that you have to have a total strength, like people's actual strength uh, scores equal to more than 50 or 60 to actually knock it over. And only then does it appear. And for whatever reason, <laughs> this only one table out of the entire um, group did it. <laughs> and they just got <laughs> obliterated. So I, I thought it was, it's one of my favorite parts because it's just so out there. No, I that I I think I know what you're talking. I've heard about that story myself. I don't know where I heard it, but I have heard of that. <clears throat> Maybe it was um. Do you listen to like Dungeon? Uh, was it D and D stories or something like that on Spotify? Um, Is that I believe what? it was no. actually by a. Um, no, no. It was a YouTuber, I believe. I think it's Puffin Forest. I believe. Oh, that's who I heard it from. Puffin yeah. Forest. Yeah. Puffin Forest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who's also. I'm going to source one of the reasons why I also love um, sort of Lovecraftian theme, which is also what I was getting from this because the whole like mysterious deaths and dreams. Well, not, I was almost thinking like this could go like in a Lovecraftian route as well. Yeah. Like dream walking and everything like that. I love Lovecraftian stuff too. There's actually another third party called Sandy Peterson and it's uh, Cthulhu's mythos for 5e. So it's a conversion for Cthulhu and his and that world. Um, mm-hmm. into into the five e game, and I have it, and um, I actually meant to look into some of the some of the rules for dreamscapes and like running through dreams, and I didn't have time, so I had to shorten it. But also, I mean, I kind of it kind of worked out the way I had it because it it kind of ended yeah. in a good time, so and it didn't last too too long. Um, but no, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it would. Either way, I, I very much enjoyed this, uh, like the uh, the boss, to say the least, like just the concept. I love, I loved it. Good, I'm glad, glad you had fun. What about uh, like, finding the bodies was just creepy. Like it actually made me creep, like creeped out when we found like the the bodies of the kids and then the bodies <laughs> of the adults and how they were both killed in different fashions. Yeah, well, so you want to know the reason why? Yeah, I was yeah, kind of curious, that. like why did the kids get killed? in a different way than the uh, adults. They woke up. Well, I don't want to say they woke up, but they fought against the creature in the dream. So typically speaking, this creature has a very high charisma. So it, it steals the, it like will shapeshift itself into like a dream and steal in my head. This is how it worked. It would shapeshift itself into a familiar person and then suck the life out of the person through charisma and like taking it without them realizing it kind of like a leech whenever that doesn't work the creature goes ape shit and starts slashing and murdering uh so so the so it didn't work with the kids which is why they were slashed oh yeah that makes sense and sometimes when he goes berserk he interacts with the physical plane and which is where we got the claws um i also had to give you some kind of clues as to what was what was going on but I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you got skeeved out by my description with the with that because I was kind of hoping you would, but I was. I even ran it by my wife, and she was like, "Andrew, that is the cre- that is creepy. Why does it have to be kids?" <laughs> she actually asked me, "Why does it have to be kids?" And I said, "Because it's creepy. Like it I wanted creepy. it to kids be creepy. creepy. It becomes a hundred percent more creepy when it involves kids. Like when exactly. Involves, like yeah. that's why the movie It is like one of those movies. Like I can only watch like once in a blue moon." Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's and again, it's like the I took inspiration from Freddy Krueger with this thing. So 
his whole thing is the kid, like, uh, not kids, but teenagers. So I kind of was like, oh, I mean, when in Rome, let's go with it. But. Excuse me. Um, There's something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. The the dad, the Greyborn dad, the the one that turned into ash when you open the door. He was Mm -hmm. he totally fell asleep on the toilet. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Was taking a shit, fell asleep, and that's why he was dead in the toilet or in the bathroom. (laughs) Classic. What a classic dad move. To fall asleep on the toilet. Did catch that? Hell yeah. (laughs) Any other? Anything else you guys have for me? Like it doesn't have to be about the game, but anything in particular. Now, my question was going to be about the um, the ways they died, but I think you covered that pretty good there <clears throat> as far as creep factor what do you think was it good do i need to amp it up it next good. next next halloween the, very, the beginning part <laughs> was very much like oh it's good it got me it was getting okay. me good the, the investigation at the beginning was didn't know didn't know what was going on top notch yeah well, the fact that, like we were like to a different conclusion too. checking underneath the bed because when you were saying that like the bed sheets are torn off i was almost saying like for a reason it was trying to burrow down without a care in the world. So that's why I was initially going to be like, let's look under the bed. Finding the other kid was not what I was expecting to <laughs> find. <not> intention. <laughs> no, that's when I got creeped out. It was at that moment that I really got creeped out that there was two kids and one kid was hiding underneath the bed trying to, like as if trying it was trying to, to like, yeah. Yeah. Except interacted with the physical world at that point because that kid woke up somehow. So it was pissed and came for him. Yeah, that's when I really got like creeped out. It's like, oh man. <laughs> For a hot second, I thought that greater shadow was the big bad as well, uh, just because of how. Because uh, right after that dream thing, I was like, oh, this is it. This is the guy. Uh, oh, was like a, no! Was it like a weaker manifestation of him? No, he can control shadows. I had this oh, okay. whole thing uh, set up where if you so the lair action basically that I had was. Um, if you failed that check, it was going to progressively get harder and harder because of to stay the, awake. Yeah, uh, no. Well, yes, to stay awake for the obelisk. But when you were actually in combat with the main bad guy, he would have a lair action at the top of every round for a constitution save to see. And if you failed, you would become stunned. But it progressively got oh. harder as the, because the longer you're in the dream, the more control he had over you. Oh, um, so okay. and then whenever you failed, you were stunned, but also a shadow would be created and it would attack you. Oh, oh my. So that could oh have no. gotten out of hand pretty quick. Yes, Luckily we had so. eight goddamn <laughs> Wolf spiders. Birds. Yeah, what? and you said I didn't expect you guys to say the line so soon. Um, I kind of expected I mean, I don't know what I expected. I guess in my head I was thinking like this is the ceiling, like once he's like almost dead they're gonna say it and he'll be sealed but then you said it and i'm like well this is one of those audible calls so when you said it i was like well this makes sense like he's he's Mm -hmm. gonna react to it because it's like a chant to get rid of him so it's gonna weaken him so he original his original health pool was i think 135 and then you we said it twice so it dropped it down i think i dropped it down to like 90 or something um just to make it it drop his ac as well just the health pool it did so i had it drop his dexterity and his his dexterity and his health pool so dropping the dexterity made the armor class go down too um when there was two of them 
Was one of them like the real one, or were they both? Uh, was it like a mirror image. One? Are you guys familiar with the Echo Knight? No. No. Okay. So, the Echo Knight is a uh, subclass from Wild Mount Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, which is a, a wizard's thing based off of can- uh, oh, Critical okay. Role. Um, oh the, yeah, yeah. The Echo Knight is a basically what it is. It's a it's a fighter subclass that says as a bonus action you create a echo of yourself that you can attack from. So it was essentially an echo that he could attack uh attack from. So he he had three attacks and split them between the two of them. Um and any damage that would be dealt to the real one would be taken and any damage that would be dealt to the echo which I deemed the one on the right um would the echo would essentially dissolve. Oh, so if we had killed the echo we would have still had him, huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was very lucky then. Yes, you were. Uh, I I think I also took a little bit of inspiration from like seeing shadows in the dark kind of thing, and like I kind of went with it. Like your brain is playing tricks on you. It's it's all about exhaustion and survival in that sense, and sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. Not many uh, campaigns have that focus on the sleep depth yeah. either, or even and I've never seen exhaustion. You know? Yeah, I don't use it too much either. This is the well, first. I mean, I use exhaustion. I mention it to my players every time because they're like, well, we want to keep traveling for like five days without sleep. I'm like, guys, you can only travel for maybe eight hours a day and you would get exhaustion. Like that's what's in the rule book. But I stretch it for 16 for them. But um, so they kind of like forces them to take long rest per day and it's a nice break. Hmm. Um, but I have never really seen sleep deprivation. I wanted to come up with a system for it, but I just didn't have time. So I just no, made it sure. be an I made it be an exhaustion level that because makes it makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, and I mean it. And if it were, I didn't plan on you having eight camels, and I didn't plan on camels being so fucking fast. Right. Apparently. <laughs> I didn't know they were that fast spiders. either, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't plan on those wilderness animals. So um, the. So when you said camels, I'm like, well, shit, that just turned this two day journey into like a one and a half day journey. That's my bad. Okay, no, it's don't apologize. It's fine. Are banned as fuck. Oh man, I don't, I don't care. It's, it's. I think it's great. I, I mean, I love it when players kind of work around myself because it's like I think like, oh yeah, it's gonna take this long, and I have it set in my head, and then I'm like, oh yeah, never mind. The players have a brain, (laughs) and they know how to work around me. Um, every time it happens. So don't apologize. It's all good. I don't mind. Okay, cool. I was gonna, I was gonna have you guys set up for like two or three levels of exhaustion by the time you got to the bad guy. So oh wow! Be, so you're you had you would have disadvantage on all ability checks, saving throws, attack rolls, and your speed would be halved by the time you got there. But because of the camels, you only had one. So uh, it is what it is. I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay, well, that's good though. It worked out because I. Definitely feel as though, like looking back, I probably over, um, I probably over buffed him, thinking about it, and especially with the lair action and everything. So, well, you did kick its ass. Well, Dan's spiders kicked its ass. It wasn't even me. It was the friendship and note taking. (laughs) And note taking. Friendship again. Friendship as well. Yeah. As always. Yeah, no, I Ultimate I had fun, and I'm glad you guys had fun. I was kind of I was worried that my rust was gonna make it bad, but no, no, it it's all out. good. It worked out really well. 
nah, it was great. Fantastic. Well, I look, uh, if you guys don't have any other questions, I have to go check on my wife and baby because no, I just absolutely. heard him screaming. Oh. But, um, yeah, I look forward to doing this again sometime soon. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Maybe we'll have I'll to get some... you in on one of my, uh, my one shots too. Absolutely. I don't Let know. Let you play for one say. Yeah. yeah. I've, I don't really play that often as a, uh, as a player, but I'm okay with it. At a certain point, I mm. get bored as a player, and I'm just like, I want to be a DM again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. But, all right, thank you. Okay. Well, guys. thanks I again. Appreciate it yeah, again. Thank you. And for those of you who didn't hear it earlier or the other several times, these are the people, or these are the players and the DM from the Heroes Who Tried podcast. Go check them out on all places where you can hear yeah. podcasts. And we'll see you all next time on Tales of Deconia. Bye. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks. Later.